the video thing as well i decided it's time for me to get videoed <clears throat> nice you got a little pop filter too on the microphone yeah a little little bit of a pop filter yeah nice when's the i haven't seen you i don't think ever i don't know if you've ever you've never you. seen me before peter no man when, uh, <laughs> i'm digging that hair dude when did, when did you do that uh like two and a half years ago but uh it was like it was really small it was like this big it just it keeps spreading. It's spreading. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. I just started, uh, so my hair is getting a little long, too. Yeah, yeah. I had some funky stuff happen up front. I actually burnt my hair. Um, How did but, that happen? Well, uh, here's a little teen line to start <laughs> off. Uh, so I was taking a dump at my parents' house. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you know the trick to get the smell out of a room where you just like light a match. No. And, it's crazy um so if you if you drop a stinker and you're yeah, at yeah. like uh, like a girlfriend's house or fiance yeah. or parents or whatever um just bring a, a pack of matches in with you and if you light the match i don't know what it is i imagine it like steals the oxygen in the room wow or but the smell just goes away um, are you serious yeah but long story short i was uh, not realizing where my hair was at the time and when i lit the match <laughs> My hair just poof went up. Wow, what a story! Yeah. You win, you win. <laughs> and, oh my gosh! And man, the 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 entire house for the rest of that day. Um, I didn't tell any of my parents or my family members that it happened. So the house just smelled like burnt hair and just like shit the whole day. Wow! And I didn't tell them until a week afterwards. Like, yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was the dog having stomach problems or like something. But wow, yeah. wow, craziness, man. So how is life in Austin these days, man? warmer than uh, <laughs> last time we chatted i think we chat was it the snowpocalypse the snowpocalypse right? yeah how was yeah. that man that was crazy probably like uh like world war z honestly wow. it was crazy so um every, everything was just completely shut down uh yeah snow and ice was everywhere there's no infrastructure in austin so there's no like salt trucks snow plow none of that stuff so the roads are just pure untreated and i had to venture out a couple times um and when I was venturing out, you have to drive very carefully. But, you know, I'm from Michigan. I'm used to being in the, the ice and yeah, snow. Yeah. As you're driving past the street, I swear, man, it's like the freaking apocalypse where you have cars lining either side of the street, facing every which direction, right? Like left, right, sideways, back, whatever, just abandoned on the side of the road. And this is like downtown Austin, like populated Austin. And all the businesses are closed. You can't get around. And then you see all of this, like, civilization is ending kind of signs this is crazy <laughs> my goodness man yeah. so i think things are a lot better now though yeah things are a lot better and i actually good. just went on a uh, a solo retreat to big bend national park it's in southwest texas wow St staying in a little teepee outside you know showering outside trying wow. to get, a, get in touch with my roots so did you have a match there too don't burn down the forest <laughs> <laughs> well it was it was canvas the tp was canvas so that was actually something i was scared about yeah uh, they had candles inside too and i'm going like 
candles and canvas i don't know that's a good match yeah crazy no pun, no pun intended no yeah i i, I didn't pick up on that <laughs> Just, <laughs> i don't know if it's a good match but um boom <laughs> you gotta have the sound effects man you gotta yeah have, i need uh, some sound effects in. yeah stuff like that well it's funny that we're seeing each other for the first time because i've only seen like your profile picture on a thing and you look like is a very manicured person i look mine kind of looks like that too <laughs> And then people see me, they're like, what? The blonde hair. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I'm like, yeah, neither did I. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking to a dude who used to wear in college legitimately like a sweatsuit to the bars, like a, just a grout fit <laughs> to the bars. And I, I just wouldn't care, man. Just don't care. There's nothing wrong I'm, with that. I'm all about what's inside. I don't give a shit what you It's all about the inside. About what you got here. Let's have a good conversation. Eyes up yeah. here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't, my eyes can't go anywhere else, man. You, I know, you got, right? You got me drawn right to you right there. It's right. I want you to see my full face. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do, do you have to do like a, because I just started growing a beard. I'm 27 years old. This is the most it's ever gone in. Like it's the most I've ever been able to grow. Like, do you have to, to manic, like, do you have to groom at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At some point when it gets long enough. I mean, I like it to be like, like I need to shave right here because usually it's I'm much more put together and stuff but uh and i i normally have a haircut all the time but i'm going to vegas next week to uh get a haircut with my barber i usually get a bunch of like designs on the side of my head and stuff like that nice. i kind of like the whole blade look i'm kind of into that whole thing i get like all this stuff yeah. all the way around my head and stuff man it's like crazy what are you thinking this time i don't know i just tell him do your magic. Just, just do something crazy on the side of my head. And he's like, okay. And it's just like, you know, it's like, Man. yeah. Is it like yeah. a childhood barber or something? If it's in Vegas? No, no. It's actually, it was a guy I started using about um, six months before I moved from Vegas to Washington. And I was like, dang it, man. Because like 20 years for 20 years, I had a bald head. I'm talking zero hair, man, like zero. And I always had hair. I just didn't want to deal with it. And, uh, and then I was like, you know what? I'm 40 something. Most guys want to have hair. <laughs> I have it. I need to do something with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So then no, it just became that. a thing, man. You know, I get that. I, I get a haircut. So I save my haircuts for every time I go home. Cause I'm the yeah. most comfortable with, um, the woman who runs the salon has been cutting right. my hair for, I don't know, 15 years now. Wow. And wow. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's every time I go back, I just have an aversion to going anywhere else. And oh, really? Maybe, yeah, maybe stupid, but I don't know. <laughs> no, I like whenever I go to Vegas, I just I go see this guy Fabio. I know it sounds funny. Oh, He's a great guy, though. He's just like as an animal, man. He just comes and he's just like it's done. Thirty minutes, pop, pop, pop. And uh, he's just he's just a good dude, and like he could cut anything. I think this guy could cut a bear into like, <laughs> like make him look cool or something. <laughs> it's like, did, did, is, has he done something that uh, like you look back on and you're like, man, that was the, that was the, the best look I've ever had. Yeah. Did that come from him. Yeah. You know what he did is uh, also my, my top of my hair doesn't look like this either. Normally, like normally he puts like this, like uh, sponge wax in my hair and it makes it like really wavy and it makes like dreadlocks on the top. Mm. And uh, so I, I ran out of it. I had to, I, I have a shipment coming today. Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> so I put it in. So it makes the top of my hair look completely different. And the blonde looks like waves of like dreadlocks and stuff normally. Yeah, you have yeah. to send me a picture, especially oh, after yeah. you go. So after I go. 
Are, are you going to Vegas like just to get your haircut or is there another reason too? I'm going to Vegas to party. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Not just to get my haircut. No, but I usually would go before the pandemic, like eh, once every uh, two months. And then, uh, cause I, 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 you know, I lived there a long time and all my buddies are there. So I would go every two months. I would train my clients, like my virtual clients. Cause I, was, I could work wherever I go. And then I would just, just hang out and go to bars and hang out with my friends and go bowling and stuff. And, you know, it's a straight shot from where I live. It's like two hour flight. Yeah. So, um, and it's cheap. It's like $80 round trip from Bellingham. It's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> that's nice, man. I haven't been to Vegas in a while. I heard. Oh, so um, obviously, you know, there's the party scene, the strip in Vegas. Yeah. All of that. I just started getting into rock climbing. Um, and apparently some of the best rock climbing in the world is mm-hmm. in Vegas. Did you know yes. anything about that? Yeah, it's a, a Red Rock Canyon. There's really, if you, when you hike, you see these guys on this big wall, guys, girls, just, and they look like ants going up this huge rock wall. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty wow. amazing. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable, man. Like these, uh, some of, so I go to a climbing gym in Austin and man, there's just like, human beings doing stuff that like human beings shouldn't be able to do right like putting your 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 hands and your your feet in the same holds and doing these like crazy dinos which is like jumping from hold to hold Mm -hmm. you're just completely in the air yeah man it's absolutely absurd and i was just thinking too because i went to mention i went to big ben this past weekend and one of the hikes i went on was uh, the santa elena canyon trail and it's like a maybe a knockoff grand canyon I guess. Um, but it's these two just rock faces that go straight up like 2000 feet. And then the Rio Grande splits them. And I'm walking along the path and I'm just looking up at these rock faces, man. And there's 2000 feet straight up and you get dizzy, like looking at it. And in my head, I have a uh, free solo in my mind. Oh, uh, Alex. Uh, yeah, Arnold, yeah. Yeah. Climbing El Capitan and El Capitan is 3000 feet in the air. And this is a thousand feet below what he climbed without any ropes or anything and i'm just Crazy. picturing this in my head and i'm going you are a freaking psycho like you <laughs> you are uh, how like how and i'm just trying to picture like myself starting the ascent on this 2000 foot tall rock face i'm going i would i would be terrified as soon as i got like 20 feet up if i got 20 feet up i don't know i don't know how these people do that. i don't do any of that man <laughs> <laughs> Come, come to Austin and come inside with me. It's so I got to come to Austin to visit you at some point uh, because I'm like, at some point I'm going to make him like a tour of all these places and people I've met, you know, through the pandemic and the whole time just to like see him in person and spend some time with them. You know, I think it'd be fun to do. And yeah. uh, so and I was doing that before the pandemic. I would visit all my clients in different states and stuff like a couple of times a year. And, uh, you know, just for a couple of days and stuff, but I haven't been to Austin in a long time, probably five years or so. It'll be, that's about when I moved down here. And I don't want to say it's like changed completely because it hasn't, but just the pace of stuff building or the pace of the building of stuff has been incredible. Um, like I drive by places like I used to live in South Austin that were empty lots a year ago. And now it's like a CVS or an apartment complex or like you drive downtown. And I just went downtown for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And there used to be, I, it always caught my, it always caught my eye. Cause so I was like, it's such a weird spot to have a Hooters restaurant. It was just oh, like man. A, a Hooters, 
in the middle of kind of like a decrepit <laughs> parking lot that's surrounded by like all of these nice apartment buildings and amphitheater and then like the river it's just a gorgeous area yeah. of austin and you don't really expect like a hooters there but long story short the hooters isn't there anymore it got demolished bought by somebody else and they have built darian i shit you not they have built in the past three years a 10 to 15 story apartment complex it's close to done. wow wow I mean, Hooters, I, offline, I have a great story about Hooters. Ah. It, wasn't, it doesn't involve me, really, but somebody I know. But it's, it's like one of these legendary stories about another person, but I don't want to say it on air about them. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say, you can't tease me like that. Man. No, no, but I'll tell you off air. But it's like really like it's like a legendary Vegas story. In fact, I have like 8 million great Vegas stories. Like I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, I have had some legendary times in Las Vegas, I'm telling you, man. So, so you're an insider. Oh. What's, what's the insider thing to do? The insider thing is, well, the strip is way too expensive. It's become, it's become out of control expensive. $20 cocktails. Nightclubbing's a joke because the cover is insane and it's too loud. You can't hear anything. You literally can't hear it and you have to get a bottle if you want to have a good time. And that's going to run you a tremendous amount of money. So I always say, go to Red Rock Casino off the strip. It's amazing. You're right near Red Rock Canyon. It's incredible. It's so much fun. And, you know, is there like less traffic? It obviously is less expensive. It's less like. traffic, less expensive, but you get the whole casino experience. And uh, but in the desert, like out there in the suburbs, the desert, you can go hiking and stuff. It's amazing. What about the dining and shows? Like, would that be comparable or do you have to go to the strip? No, you got to go to the strip for the shows. But a show I highly recommend is a show called Absinthe. I think it moved to the Cosmopolitan. It's uh, it, I'm not even sure they can have this show anymore because it's so like crass and over the top. You know, it makes fun of people's stereotypes and stuff of different genders and um, ethnicities. It's hilarious. But, you know, if you go in there and you're expecting like, and you think you're like really too woke about stuff, you'll walk out of it. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I, look, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in people being able to take jokes about themselves. It's just jokes, right? man. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. There's no malicious intent behind no, it. No, no. None of it. And I mean, like the, I, and you'd be, people listening would be lying if they said that dark, jokes do not pop into their head they of have course. to like, they of have course to. and because I, I know it, it happens for me like all of all of these news stories you know what i mean it's i've gotten to the point where i just i view myself as like a casual observer because that's the only way to kind of immerse yourself in the news without going crazy um, yeah. so i'm just like a casual observer i have no control over everything i'm just communicating to y'all what's going on right right and i mean it's just it's freaking crazy man it it's is crazy. crazy, but it's a great show. Like you'll spend a lot of money, but you will like be laughing so hard. It'll be, I mean, you'll be crying. You're laughing so hard. It's probably that and all the Cirque du Soleil shows when they come back. Those are always worth it. Those are amazing shows. Just like the athleticism and stuff. It's incredible. But uh, I wouldn't really waste my time. Sorry, Vegas on the strip at a lot of places. Uh, maybe like pool parties, love a good pool party. The link has a very underrated pool. It's tiny, but I got the hookup. I know how to get free cabana. No, don't call me everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're going to drop your number and yeah, no, 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 but it's like legendary times. And then uh, I would spend my time in downtown Vegas because near Fremont street, you can actually bar hop down there and it's very reasonable prices, very reasonable prices. What was, um, cause there was the Zappos dude, right? The Tony. Yeah. He did. He's dead. Yeah, yeah. Tony Shea. Yeah. Yeah, because he he supposedly was big in Vegas, right? Like he Huge. worked with the city a lot, put a lot of money into the city. Like three hundred million, because when I moved there, uh, that area was like it was the hood, man. Like you did not go down there, and then they basically gentrified the whole area, and you just walk up and down this huge strip of like bar after bar after bar and restaurant, and it's all amazing, all amazing. Huh. Man, yeah, that story was like I I didn't know much about him when he was alive, but just reading, it just kind of scared. It honestly, kind of scares me like these entrepreneur type stories because I can I can see that for myself. In the what future, are you worried man. about, Peter? <laughs> I can see it because and it, it's it makes perfect sense to me. It's like you have because um, right now with the donut, for example, right? yeah, I'm pulling 16, 18 hour days, and I've been doing that for years now. I freaking love it. I'm so passionate yeah, about it. Yeah that most of my personal life has gone by the wayside. So let's say at some point in the future, this donut journey ends, right? However it ends, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> right. I don't know. And I imagine that's, that is the same problem that like the Tony, I forget his, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's Shea, Tony Shea. Yeah, Tony Shea. Like, yeah. There was also another dude who uh, built multiple successful companies and then got zonked out on drugs and OD to like 32 years old. Um, he was founded in a New York City apartment a couple of what? years ago. What? Wow. Yeah. And, and it's pretty common too when you talk to people who have um, gone on the, the entrepreneurial journey too, to like something's missing, like after you're done. And yeah. It kind of scares me because I do have an addictive personality, right? Like right. I had the whole Percocet deal, like the whole opioid addiction. Kind yeah. Of yeah. It just kind of makes me a little apprehensive. So that's why I was well, drawn, drawn to that story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I never met him, but uh, I, I saw him around downtown because uh, a lot of the bars I would go to, he would also go to. Uh, another big shout out, downtown cocktail room in Las Vegas. Amazing place. I call it the vampire layer because uh, when you go down there, it's hard to know how to get into it. It's kind of like you got to, it's like an invisible door and you just push on it. And then it opens and it's so dark inside this place. And it looks like the entrance to like, you know, a vampire layer. That's, I always call it that, but they mainly serve just absinthe in there. And I would see them in there sometimes. Yeah. Just, just absinthe. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite drink. Actually. Anything with liquor is absinthe. I'm huge into it. Really? Okay. So I've never had absinthe before. Does oh. it have those like the hallucinogenic? No, kind of, no, no, that's a myth. That's, that's just, myth. This, that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood a big myth. myth. Uh, I think like I was reading up on it, like I think a long time ago, it has like wormwood in it. And they were saying like, basically it was that people were ingesting so much of it. Just like if you ingested too much of anything, you probably, you know, it's, oh. it's a big, it's a big myth, but I like that kind of licorice taste to it. It's really good. Um, but it's definitely a weird place because it's just like, it looks like bad things are happening. And like, <laughs> it's like, they got curtains, these red curtains. And I used to always think if somebody getting like their neck sucked in the back room, it's like, can I be a part of that? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to 
what's going on back there <laughs> dude okay can you uh do you have the ability to put um pictures in here or in the episodes i don't uh, i don't know i'd have to figure that out <laughs> okay because i and um, the thing i was going to send you i uh, came across the house listing i think in i think it's new york i forget where it is but it's a house listing um that it looks normal right the first couple pictures and then as the pictures start going through there's like a fake cemetery in the backyard. Mm, interesting. The the shed has cemetery over it. Oh, interesting. There's a guest house, and above the guest house is crypt. Right. So there's this like gothic theme infused throughout the house. And as you're going through the pictures, you see like crosses, upside down crosses, like the crypt, the cemetery, right next to a bar outside. Then you get to the master bedroom and there's mirrors everywhere, like floor to ceiling mirrors. There are crosses just smattered across the walls. There's like a, again, Gothic theme, right? So it's like very dark, like black. There's a mixture of white. And the realtor did an actual interview on the property because people look at that and they're like, who the hell lives here? Like who lives here? And the seller um, had to explicitly say that a vampire did not live at that house and even if a vampire did live at that house they would still be able to sell that house <laughs> that's amazing that's actually amazing i'll uh i'll, dr I'll drop that line i gotta figure out how to put pictures in this thing and like add in funny stuff like <laughs> kind of like Oh, dude, because you said you mentioned something about the bear and i came across the most the, the best <laughs> bear video i've ever seen the other day it's uh, the most Russian thing ever. And I'll send this to you afterwards. Yeah, too. yeah. Wait, was it, this a Putin story too? I mean, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. So I do have a kind of a Putin adjacent one to this, but yeah. um, this one is a, a dude who I guess lives in Russia because the videos he does are outside. He's shirtless and he's just got a pair of shorts. Of course. <laughs> and the, uh, there's a text in the video that says negative 10 degrees Celsius. So the implication is that this dude is just close to butt ass naked in this like freezing tundra. And to top it off, Darren, he has a pet bear. So the video I'm talking about, he's sitting crisscross, uh, crisscross applesauce. The bear is over his shoulder with the arms, like giving him a, a hug from behind. And this dude is playing the stringed instrument. And the funniest thing about, about that to me is he says in the video, he's like, this is a white Russian. And then that's it. <laughs> Getting an actual bear hug. <laughs> and playing a little banjo. Wow. A Russian accent. He's like, this is this is a real white Russian. <laughs> I like it was like a Putin adjacent story. Like I just saw like on your thing or something like this guy signed a legislation to get two more to run for two more terms. Hey, America, you don't want that. <laughs> right no. The, the thing I found the most interesting about that is um, the refer so that was a that so first of all that was that amendment to the constitution was approved by a national referendum which is like a national popular vote in july and the reason that this actually got passed and approved by the popular vote was putin lumped in this amendment with 200 other amendments that included popular social welfare programs so if the populace again so the populace has been declining in terms of economic prosperity pretty much since Putin's taken office, which is why you see a lot of like Navalny, who's the Russian opposition yeah. leader, being able to, to drum up these massive opposition protests. Um, but uh, I, I kind of forgot where I was going there. 
Holy crap, I was gone. The two have, terms, right? The two terms oh, was thrown yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so he, um, he packaged all those amendments together. So effectively, what he's saying to the populace is like, you can have these, social, these popular social welfare programs to help you, and I get to be president for life, or you can have none of it. That's crazy. <laughs> so, and again, he's, tech, he's technically um, not president for life. It just allows him to run again. But right. Knowing his political past, because he's just been um, circumventing the Russian constitution and then changing it when it doesn't, when it doesn't meet his, his demands. So he's been alternating between being president and prime minister for like the past 20 years to be able to circumvent the term limits. What? I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So him, uh, Dmitry Medvedev, um, I think was the first prime minister that Putin had. And then when Putin's presidential term ended, he put him in as president and then Putin became prime minister, but effectively did the same thing. This is crazy stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's not, I really don't think it's that far-fetched. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. That really is insane. Jeez, yeah. man. What's, well, what's the news been like for you guys since like um, we last talked? I mean, has it been more sensational, uh, more headlines, or what do you think? When did, when did we last chat? When, was it oh pre-election or post-election? Post-election, I think. Wait a minute. It's a, yeah, post-election. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We, ch we chatted after the Capitol riot, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much since... I guess since Biden's taken office, it's been really interesting. I was just talking to our editors about this the other day. It's like the, and this is anecdotal, you know what I mean? I don't have any, any actual objective data to back this up, but it appears that the, the level of, I don't want to say hysteria, it's not the right word, but there's, there was a, an extreme level that the country was at for the past four years and the perception as, at least in the news that we read, is that that's kind of in the past and it's like smooth sailing from here on out, which is just, it's, it's really interesting to me to kind of like see that. And also there's some, some gaslighting proponents of that too, where it's yeah. like, oh, you know, our coverage didn't change. It's like, well, really? Because, you know, we read hundreds of news articles every day <laughs> and like our team spans from hardcore progressive to hardcore conservative and we're all in agreement on this so you know it's it's just one of those things that's really curious to me as well as um like there's been a lot of shooting coverage recently right right it's so the most recent one was the the capital attack on friday right and i was driving up to big bend at the time so i'm just getting news alerts and it happened in the morning and i'm just getting all these news alerts from you know 40 different publications because that's how i have my my phone set up and everything set up like news comes to me and i'm getting these alerts it's like capital attack man with a knife drove into officers you know and it just everything just keeps unfolding and then the very last alert i get on the day is like 2 3 p.m and it's about the identification of the officer and nothing after that like just nothing right because typically what you see with a lot of events like this is follow-up articles written that kind of tell like little offshoots of the story, but I didn't see any of that. And it's, it's just really curious to me to kind of see stories elevated because they fit a particular narrative or that's just kind of how it appears to us. Um, and I'm not, a, I'm just not a big fan of that. Cause I don't, I think you're playing with people's 
like you're playing with people's heads and you're playing with people's emotions and you're doing it in a way to make you money while keeping everybody else divided. It's, and that's what frustrates me the freaking most, man, is it's, it's like divide and conquer. It's literally what it is, divide and conquer. And as long as y'all are fighting amongst yourselves, we're going to sit back, laugh and keep our power. I hate that. Yeah. You know, kind of that whole dividing thing, it makes me think about, um, I've been reading this book, I think it's by Hans Oleg, or something. I'm going to screw this up. And it's called Factfulness. And uh, my wife's uh, gave it to me. She's like, you should read this. This is like mandatory reading for a lot of college students now. And it's all about like how the world is not as bad as the media is saying it is. I think we talked about this a little bit about viol violence is not as high as people think it is. And actually hmm. we've become a less violent society dramatically. And it's just all about that. Like, you know, what you're getting this kind of like us versus them developed versus undeveloped countries when the, when the data does not support any of this no, at all. Every, by every conceivable success metric, holistically, the world is the best it has ever been. Ever been. Disease, best it's ever been. Economic prosperity, best it's ever been. Violence, best it's ever been. And that's not to say, that's not to discount the problems. No, not at all. Chasing yeah. at all. It's just kind of changing that narrative or that perception that God, man, the world sucks. It's like, no, it doesn't. The world is no. awesome and it only gets better. It is only getting better. Um, it's definitely only getting better. And it's like when people say about like, how do we stop like this huge increase in population? Like, well, actually, I mean, it things are being done, but it's being done in a way that's very different and that actually women are a big linchpin to the key of that is more women are having less children. I mean, back in the day, it'd be like five, six children per family. And now it's down to like a little less than 2.5 and trending downward because you educate more women, you lift people out of poverty, they have less children because there's no, because a lot of kids would die. They would have a, and, and you needed the labor with the families. They don't, nobody talks about this stuff though. Like it's not reported. It's like, oh, look at this picture of this place on this other side of the world. Aren't they so poor? It's like, no. Okay, yeah, that some of that exists, but not most of the world is in the middle. Is the majority of the world is in the middle, like lives middle class. Yeah. I never hear that ever. Yeah. Well, and also um, another thing too that I do, I just discovered this really recently. Um, what's your so your perception politically of Europe? Is it that they're, I guess more further along than us like more better than we are or do you think europe is um kind of like on the pecking order i would say below the u.s and when it comes to a few metrics like freedom stuff like that oh my gosh i don't know i haven't even thought about it honestly it's it's, it's so interesting because the perception that i typically get and again this is all anecdotal right i'm yeah i'm just speaking out of my ass at this point <laughs> uh, but um a lot of wow again dude i totally forget where i'm going <laughs> peter what's going on it's because yeah. you burnt your hair yeah. <laughs> my, my brain is fried um <laughs> and i have i have like shiny object syndrome too is what i call it oh no so, so i cannot multitask i have to do like full immersion into one thing and i just got hit with a rest oh my computer is going to restart in seven seconds. So, oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. That's, Peter, that's what, what just happened. <laughs> that's what distracted me a little bit. Um, so I got, I got completely, oh, okay. Perce <laughs> Perception of Europe. <laughs> We're back. Uh, 
<laughs> so the the perception of Europe um, that I typically like see amongst my peers, my friends, and just in general is that Europe is further along than the U.S. in terms of like um, medicine, in terms of racial equality, in terms of all of this stuff. But I kind of was I was like looking at some stuff because I go, is that actually true? I don't really know. The do you know the demographic makeup of Europe? No. Dude, there are like no people of color in Europe. And well, Germany, I believe that is especially in a lot of places. I mean, well, you lived in Germany, right? I Germany, did. Germany is less than 5% of the population is people. Yeah. Of color. And I was on a military base, so that skewed it dramatically because you're getting a lot of more ethnicity on a military base. You're getting people from all over the world that join the military, whatever, and you're from the United States. But out in the general like population, no. No. Yeah. France, 10 to 15% people of color. England, 10 to 15% people of color, right? And I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm going, that's not what I thought, right? Like I, I always thought that Europe was, you know, more racially diverse than the US, that they were further along when it came again to racial progress, stuff like that. And I'm going, well, I think the US is still the most diverse country in the world, statistically by demographics. And it's massive too. It's like the, the third biggest country in the world by land mass. And by population, it's well, like fourth or fifth, something like that. And I can't think of a place that is more racially diverse and more free in the world than the United States, regardless of what the other perceptions might be. And that just kind of like, I'm just, I'm very proud and, and happy to live in the country, regardless of all of the issues we have. I want to work on solving those issues and bringing us all together because I see and we cover it how a lot of the rest of the world lives and it makes me every and every single day i'm so grateful for this it makes me so grateful to to live here because i'm going well glad i'm not a woman in saudi arabia where of course you know, i wasn't able to drive before well like two to three years ago um, i have no rights whatsoever you know just the, there's other areas of the world that don't enjoy the same things that we do and i do want to just remind people of that sometimes because i think yeah especially during elections and people like their candidate doesn't win they're like i'm moving to canada or i'm moving i'm like no you're not i'm like you're living in the best country in the world man get out of here i'm like you haven't been out of mississippi stop i'm like i'm like you haven't left washington state why would you go to some place you've never been in your life i'm like you don't know anything about that place yeah. You don't know, you don't know any information about it. Like, come no, on. No. you've never also never been there. You know, yeah, like, I've, I've lived like... in India. I've lived in Hong Kong. Like I've lived in these places. And yeah. when we were in India, we were in India 20 years ago. My, um, my family moved there. And this was right when India started to attract. Um, I'm sorry, I was getting another text. When India was starting to attract <laughs> industry. So like um, international manufacturers. And they were figuring out locations to place their factory. Um, in India, and uh, Owens Corning, the company my dad's work, my dad worked for, he chose to put their factory in Bangalore, and Bangalore now had, hosts a whole bunch of factories. But at the time, nothing was there. Like Owens Corning was one of the very first companies to uh, to have a presence in India, and man, just being exposed to the abject poverty there, I was so young, and I still remember it. Like that's how much of an impression it had on me. And I think it's changed a lot because I was reading about how like India and Africa, no, no, India and China 
is the majority of the world's population, actually. Mm -hmm. And as more and more people move into the middle class or out of basically like level one and level two income, it dramatically shifts how the world is and how people are living. Like the world is getting better as these countries who have huge populations continue to grow their population from level one, level two societies. Because in the United States, our whole thing is we think that like we're the biggest and the best. And I mean, you know, but we were actually, we're actually like a tiny percentage of the world population. I mean, it's, it's really not much. Yeah. Like, I think four, four percent, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like really low, you know, yeah. but it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, I think that understanding the actual facts behind things is really interesting. Or if somebody says like, oh, this is the majority of something. I mean, it's like 51%, is it 99%? Like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like... uh, lies damn lies and statistics man. <laughs> and there was uh there was a something that um my my sales mentor so uh, i used to work at a company called outbound engine it was my first job out of college and it sucked man it was i was cold calling people who didn't want oh. to me like a couple hundred <laughs> times a day um so it's just rejection after rejection after rejection after reject right so um, I was paired in a pod. So I was a table setter, which meant I set meetings for a closer who closed the business, who like pitched him on the product and then actually collected the, the payment information for those who were interested. And what he was always telling me is he would use adjective, like subjective adjectives. So if you say um, something is massive, right? Massive is subjective, right? Like what's massive to me might not be massive to you. So using little words like that, that give an impression um, that lend the impression that you're trying to give without putting any objective data behind it, it can be very misleading. Because again, what's massive to me might not be massive to you. And if I say this is massive, and then I continue a cognitive line of reasoning saying like this is massive, my conclusion is going to be wrong. Right. And you use these big terms, it's huge, it's massive, gigantic, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, what does that mean? Like, Right. And people just don't question it, you know. Give me, it's like, give me a scale. I need a context, right? So yeah. give me a, a reference point. That's what I need. Right. Give me exactly. So like I've always kind of been that way, but I'm like really looking. I'm like, okay, what does this actually mean? Like, what's the reference point behind this? I just think there's just a lot of things that we we generalize. And we say, Oh yeah, like everybody does that. Really? <laughs> like, I did not miss the irony of a general statement talking about generalizing. And, <laughs> and, and I, I totally agree. I, I do totally agree with you. On that one. <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of like talking to people. Cause when you actually talk to people, all of a sudden it starts billowing out what somebody means about it. You know, when you investigate with somebody, it's like, Oh, you didn't mean it that way. But what you type or what you wrote, didn't correspond to what you actually mean and it's sometimes that's the that's kind of this weird danger or weird thing we have going on with like the internet and stuff and like what does that actually mean what can you say what's the intent like the, what's the incitement level of you know it's a weird slope you know yeah oh it's all text-based community. that's why i hate texting it's text-based yeah, communication yeah. so bill burr has got a phenomenal joke on this, this oh really yeah, it's, I'm going to butcher it. So I'll just kind of give it. <laughs> um, he's talking about the same thing that we're talking about. And he uses an example of um, like a sexual encounter between a man and a woman. And how if you just read something the way that it's, you know, 
if you just read something, it doesn't deliver the same context as somebody delivering something with tone and inflection and stuff like that. So the example he gives is a man and a woman kind of like flirting back and forth. And she goes, no, stop it. Right. And like hits him on the arm and is being like all coy and stuff like that. And he fast forwards to a courtroom where that transcript's being read and he changes the tonality to go, no, please stop it. Stop that. No, please stop that. He goes, oh man. That doesn't, that doesn't sound the same, does it? Right. So that kind of, to me is like what I hear, or that's what I think of when you, you mentioned that, because a lot of that stuff gets lost in just text-based communication and 240 characters, like what the yeah. heck, 180 yeah. or whatever the hell it is now. Like, what is that? How do you communicate with a human being in 240 characters? Right, right. It's strange stuff. It's like, I've been watching, uh, cause I just think it's, I like to learn about stuff just cause of like, what's the, how, how do you go down the rabbit hole? These things that I watch on HBO max that cue into the storm. Ooh, um, it's really good. Cause this guy like goes deep inside the whole conspiracy. And, um, it feels like it's just two nerds, honestly. <laughs> I hate to say it, man. It feels like it's a couple of losers running website, you know, like, I'm sorry. I just, like, you know, I mean, that's just his lens of it. But like, I'm just looking at his lens of what it is. These guys are like, oh, these guys are just losers. They want attention. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, it's like, whole... you know, it's the whole thing is like people writing like outrageous things for reactions and stuff, you know, like it's crazy. That's that's what you have to do to get attention nowadays, and I hate that. So um, yeah, no. we're we just uh, closed most of the investment rounds. Um, we're working on finalizing it out, and part of what we're going to use the capital for is to augment our internal, um, I guess, processes to free up some of my time so I can start doing more like public stuff and growing the company and getting us in front of more eyeballs and more people. So like the past six months or so I've been studying, you know, how to do that and coming up with, you know, a plan, uh, how to best attack it and stuff like that. And what I've just been realizing and paying attention to people who are talked about a lot in the public sphere, it's just folks being outrageous as they possibly can. And I guess just playing into inherent human tribalism. So the most recent example of that for me would be the Satan shoes. Are you familiar with those? What? Oh, dude. Um, I don't know at, any. What are you talking Google, about? Google, Google search Satan shoes right now. Come on. If you have your computer in front of you, Google, Google I search. So you say Satan shoes? Satan shoes, yeah. Okay. Here we go. So if you just type in, yeah, it should pop regular up. Regular shoes? Like. Yeah, just regular sh like shoes you wear on your feet. Oh, the little Nas X thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So he partnered again. The, the whole idea is to be out as outrageous as possible. Right. Talking about you because he's got an album and a single coming out. Sure. Right. So people want need to be talking about him. So what he did to get people talking about him and also make a little money is uh, partnered with a company like an art collective, I think art and sneaker collective is what they're called. Don't quote me on that. But they modified Nike Air Max 97s. Um, made 666 pairs of modified Nike oh, yeah, Air Max yeah. 7, 97s okay. and uh, did stuff like putting a drop of human blood into the sole of each shoe, um, things like that. And I don't know if, if you were on like social media at all last week, man, but just scrolling through it for donut stuff, that's all everybody was talking about. That's it. 
That's, that is it. And it was the side taking, right? It was Lil Nas X is a Satan worshiper versus like, no, it's not. This is just art. And they're just fighting back and forth amongst each other. And if like you see Lil Nas X, and this is the funniest part about it to me, is he knows exactly what the hell he's doing. Yeah, he's making yeah. all these videos trolling all of the haters, right? Which again, just whips up his supporters more and more and more and more, and then whips up the people who don't like him more and more and more and more. And it works. It gets people to, you know, it gets people to talk about you. It gets people interested. It gets people to take sides. And I really, I don't want to have to do that, you know? And no. I don't think we have to do that. Um, so I, w- the message that I want to kind of convey is I don't want to play into human tribalism. I want to help us overcome human tribalism because that's going to be the only way that we can all live together on this freaking planet together is if we figure out a way to get along with each other instead of breaking into our warring little factions and then just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, that's crazy. Actually, now that when you mentioned it, I was like Satan shoes. And then I was like, Oh, this, I was like, yeah, I scrolled through it. I was like, this is, this is completely what I think it is, you know, like, and it it bothered me a little bit because I was like, well, what examples does that teach? Like, Hey, you know, if you want to be big, you just gotta, you know, be controversial. And then unfortunately, like when you're really positive and you're just doing like good things regularly, it's just doesn't get much play, man. It just, and I think you got to be comfortable with that. And that's something like my whole thing is very positive and I'm okay with that. I'm just like, listen, it's kind of like, uh, you know, so clubhouse thing. Yeah, yeah. It's annoying the shit out of me. <laughs> and I got invited onto it. So I was like, let me go on. Cause I don't have any of that stuff. Like I was just, just have LinkedIn. That's basically it. I, I got to keep things simple. I went on and everybody's like, I'm addicted to clubhouse. I'm addicted to it. I'm on there like six, seven hours a day. And I'm like, Cause all of the, you know, you can talk to people and stuff. I'm like, dude, I have a podcast. I've done 300 hours. I am talking to people. What are you talking about? I don't need to sit in a room with like 500 people and listen to some person talk. I'm doing that already. I'm like, and maybe, I mean, I guess there's a positive people who aren't, but I was like, I got off of it quickly. I was like, delete my account. I went off that joint. I was like, I don't need this, man. I was like, how about you just reach out to people? Yeah. Face, <laughs> like, face to face to face communication man. why don't you yeah. just say hey like i oh peter i want to talk to you on my show like when you were we were on that site together i was like oh this guy likes to talk to uber drivers that's what pulled me into you by the way i was like oh yeah i gotta oh, talk to this guy uber and Lyft drivers <laughs> man i met some of the best people in the world just amazing right dude, amazing stories. stories like yeah. uh, a dude um i still t- i still text him uh this guy was uh in saddam hussein's army Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> Literally in Saddam Hussein's army. The guy is from Iraq. So he, he fought for Saddam Hussein and he was talking me through, uh, again, this isn't, an, this isn't like a 20 minute Uber ride for some freaking reason. The guy's just like, here, you can have all my life story. Yeah. Me what, and Saddam. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but, um, he was telling me about how they would make, they would get like no money, absolutely no money. They'd have to buy their own uniform. They'd have to buy their own boots. They would have to buy their own equipment. They have to buy all of their own stuff. So the U.S. Um, came in and occupied Iraq and he flipped sides. So he's like, you know, I don't want to be in Saddam's army anymore. I'm going to go help the U.S. and inform um, for the U.S. But that put a target on his back. So uh, what ended up happening is terrorists kidnapped his brother, uh, slowly tortured him, documenting it the whole time and sending him this stuff and then killed him. 
not to get dark, but that got really dark. I mean, dark that was real dark. Right? So <laughs> An three, overdrive. There, there, there's, a, there's a happy ending to this because um, the, literally the day afterwards, and he's describing this to me, this is like a covert nighttime operation to just get him the fuck out of Dodge. And it's him, his two-year-old daughter at the time, and his wife were extradited literally the next day at Austin, Texas, 11 years ago, and he hasn't left since. Um, so it ends happy where they're, he's happy, his family, the rest of his family's safe and he's in the US, but like just learning about that part of the world um, and just kind of like what, what was normal to him um, was again, eye-opening because this was right after the Suleimani um, killing, the Suleimani assassination. So there was our, like inflamed tensions with the Iran and U.S. And I'm just asking him, I'm going like, you know, you're from that area, right? Like, what's your take on it? And it was, it's just really cool to be able to talk to people like that. And, yeah, just yeah. talk to people. Like, yeah. or, like there's, an, there's another dude. So he was, a, and it, it always coincides with some sort of news event. It's really interesting. So the, the Zelensky and Trump phone call, uh, remember yeah. that was, yeah. that was a, a news for, I don't know, a couple months, maybe. Um, but just as that was going on, one of my Lyft drivers was a constitutional law student from Ukraine. So we were, because wow. Zelensky was the, Ukraine, the Ukrainian president. So he's talking me through like the entire history of Ukraine and like the Russian involvement in Ukraine and how there's like this massive corruption in the government, but it's coming from Russian influence. And like, he's telling me, and again, this is coming from him, he's like, Zelensky is kind of fighting back against that because he used to be a comedian. I don't know if you knew that. No. And he became a, yeah, he became a politician. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but effect, dude, it's just crazy because like I just start conversations with people and then the information that comes from them and the stories that they have and like the things I'm able to learn, the connections I'm able to make. It's, it's awesome, man. It's so cool. It's like what life's about to me. It is. I just, just, that's why my whole thing is like, just reach out to people man. just reach out to a bunch of people like, Hey, I mean, there's ways to use this stuff for good, but like, I don't know. I don't think the world needs more social media platforms. I really don't think so. I think it's like way too much as it is. <laughs> like, it's like, a, it's like the world needs more dating apps, you know, for like people. It's like, it seems like, like I've been married for almost 17 years. I can't imagine having like 8 billion dating apps if I was like, <laughs> like it seems Bro, confusing. It, it's yeah, it's confusing as hell. I'm, I'm, right, <laughs> I'm, I'm right in there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how could you have that many dating apps and like all this stuff? Like, it's just like, it's like going to a restaurant and the menu is gigantic. You're just going to default to the thing you like. You're going to be like, eh, I'm just going to yeah, default to this. But I also will say. I also will say I like having the the niches, right, or the sp the specific purpose for which you're using an app. So to use the the dating app example, the one that I'm the most active on is Bumble, and there's oh, a yeah. specific reason for that. It's because I, I, you know, I'm busy as hell. Yeah, I don't have to do any of the first. Step, they reach right? out to do, you, right? Exactly. I don't have to yeah. do any. Peter, yeah. you lazy so, no, bastard. That's, that's why I like Bumble. <laughs> Man, I like to think of it as working smarter instead of harder. I'm just messing. So. <laughs> I don't want to do any work. I just reach out to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, but look, man, I'm, you know, I got a lot of stuff to do. You do. I'm busy. You do. Um, I've so like all of the past relationships that yeah. I've had while the donut was going on have all lost to the donut. Um, as you know, is fair to the the lovely women that I've dated. Um, You're number two. Just remember that, okay, ladies. They, they, they just they deserve better. Um, <laughs> the donut comes first. <laughs> yeah. I, 
but it has to now it has to now I mean, it's, it's a yeah. conscious decision that i made and like i understand yeah. the uh the opportunity cost of it too so when you go to peter's profile on bumble and you see him <laughs> don't don't listen to anything he writes on there just like donut number one you number <laughs> two maybe i don't know if he has a dog number three <laughs> <laughs> I do. He's over here in the corner. Okay, see maybe that's number two. You have to work <laughs> your way up. <laughs> <laughs> the, it is the dog is number. That's so funny because you just nailed all of my priorities in like three seconds. So yeah. So you know, right now you got to do a lot of work to get into Peter's life. Uh, I've done is, the work. Okay. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. <laughs> Man, I still remember that first message I got from you too. Oh, I was yeah. like, dude, this dude is freaking dope. Like, I'm so excited to chat with him. And I just, just, I just reach out to people. I don't care about rejection. Seriously, I don't care. I like literally like go, hey, you want to chat? I loved how you were saying this and that. And if they say no, I'm like, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what's the worst? That's the worst gonna they're gonna say is no. It's like, oh, big deal. Oh, man. man, it's like there's you know, 6 billion other people in the world I can reach out to now. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll tell you a great example before I have to roll here is like, I recently did this podcast with this wildlife biologist, Dr. Uh, it's a great episode. It's one of my favorite all-time episodes I've done. Um, Dr. Shuttler, she is amazing. I mean, the stuff you learn, the information is mind-blowing about wildlife biology. Pfft, crazy. But she's like, oh, I need to introduce you to my friend who was a zoologist that also does fitness. I'm like, okay. And uh, so, you know, we had an introduction through email, the whole thing. I'm like, oh, we should have a phone call, whole thing, right? This is mind blowing. So she goes, well, let me listen to the episode you did with my friend and uh, Stephanie. And she goes, she texts me and she goes, are you serious? And I'm like, about what? She goes, we live in the same town. We both what? live in Blaine, Washington, a 5,000 person town in the, the end of the earth in Washington state. Wow. So we're going to meet in person and have wow. a, that's, that's the magic. That's, that's the magic of meeting people. You that's never know. Saying. The world is so small. It's tiny. Yeah. Like that's crazy. She's listening to, she rewinds the podcast. She's like, I got to make sure this is the right place. She's like, that's crazy. We live down the street from each other. <laughs> You, you, you probably shouldn't tell anybody because it sounds like a little slice of paradise, man. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, by the way, I'm planning this retreat is happening next year. Yes. Now yes. it's a little different than what I told you. I got to huh? tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody's like, what's this off air stuff? I'm like, well, maybe you become my friend and you'll learn. <laughs> I'm, talking I'm, I'm in a very. Yeah. Club and I like it. Yeah, listen, I I am I don't have like these rankings like Peter has, but he's up there already. <laughs> so, man, awesome, oh, awesome man. time talking yeah, to you, man. Darren, you're uh, you're number you're number one. I'm number one. Yeah. Remember that. Any of the ladies who go on always, Bumble, always a pleasure. I'm, I'm so there. glad you're doing video too. Yeah, oh, I'm still from here on out. <laughs> I got a YouTube channel, even though I don't promote it yeah. really at all. I do nothing. Yeah, so. <laughs> Dude, let the let the little algorithm do its, do its work for you. Let it find yeah. let it find listeners for you. That's uh, I mean, why not, right? Let yeah, it, use it. Get more and, get more people exposed to Dr. Darian Parker. Right, and uh, I mean, you know, I just put it out there, and uh, so far people are loving it. I have my own website now, finally. So I'm just doing like stuff like that. But uh, social media, no. <laughs> I got to run though, man. Listen, you're the man. Hey, I'm gonna talk to you soon. Talk to you. You're the now. man. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Peace. So let me ask you something. 
How do you get your news? Because I know you want to stay informed with what's going on here in the world. There's so much going on on a regular basis. And it's something that's been a problem for me personally. And I've been searching and searching and searching. And finally, I found a news source that I think all of my listeners are going to love. It's called The Donut, or The Dose of News Useful Today. The founder and CEO, Peter Nowak, is a good friend of mine. And when he turned me on to it, I was just blown away. Finally, a daily news source that delivers succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. And it's an easy access to finding things that you just want to get information about. And it also serves up a lot of positive news stories that you won't hear anywhere else. It's your daily reminder that there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So get the donut, stay informed. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime. Visit thedonut.co or text donut to 66866 to sign up today.